Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 71. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It is played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials, and the Mythic GM emulator. This is scene 8. A sympathetic passenger finds Joe and helps him get away from the snowscape. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. This scene sees the return of Gomar, a minor character from our Star Wars story, Rush Hour 3, Into the Dark. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. The setup for the scene is Assistant Professor Gomar, no last name? He's Gomorrah, so he probably doesn't have a last name. From the College of Crowley School of Archaeology. Gomar of Tatooine, probably. We never established his origin. It's a reasonable place. He is on the Metropolis because he's got a deal where he'll give lectures to the passengers. And he gets to... He gets to ride. He gets to enjoy what the cruise has to offer when he's not on duty, as it were. And he is at the top of the hill at the Snowscape place. And a chairlift is approaching uh, a section of the hill that was closed for maintenance. And the chairlift started operating again. And there is a body lying on the chair that is approaching I had more mechanical questions about, like, was there a goal to this scene? The goal to this scene, I would say, is to... Like, for Cho, presumably. Get to a safe place where stormtroopers will not immediately find him. Okay. As well as be conscious again. Be conscious. Make it out of thread. <laughs> we have the thread of Cho changing, He's a new changing his uh, like, new identity yeah. type thing, so that could be achieved all in one scene, maybe. Yeah, it might be like he needs to convince Gomar to like help him out more than just like waking this guy up. Right, like if he could get to the other side of the ship many floors away, that would be a good thing. Right. So he may need some help sneaking out of this place. Like it may not be that there is sufficient material here for him to affect the disguise he needs. And then there's like shenanigans with, you know, pushing crates with Joe's hidden inside them or whatever. The nature of how he gets out of here. Uh, but but I think that's I think that's a reasonable goal is okay. to like get Into physically removed place. from here. But also like JT because of the force vision she had, she, she could appear possesses knowledge that he's injured and in this location. Mm-hmm. So she could appear at some point in time. Okay, I I like that. You want Professor Afra no. to see? Nope, nope, not gonna be necessary. I'll just keep a couple things in mind when something might be appropriate for him to have. Oh, you know, it might be a good idea for me to have Joe's character sheet. I assume he'll be conscious at some point. Gomar just is like, nope, nope, nope. We just have a scene of, of Gomar having drinks and doing some sledding. Uh, no, sledding's kind of dangerous. <laughs> don't need that. Uh, sledding's not as dangerous as snowboarding. You sit really close to the ground. Also, it's cold here, which is novel. So it, it opens up like Gomar, like, sees the body. He had just come out of the, like, lodge. He had enjoyed, like, a nice lunch or whatever. There are... Two establishments at the top of the hill here. There's the lodge, and then there's also that ice... Yeah, the ice restaurant seemed fancier. Gomar, being new assistant professor at a 
Third rate school. Third rate, according to some. According to some. It's a much better living than he had before, but he does not have a lot of disposable income. And he only recently, this is probably like his summer before. He's got the title assistant professor, but he hasn't actually taught any he classes He hasn't taught yet. any classes yet. Maybe he had to do that at Iriadu, but... TA stuff. I don't know, he yeah. was pretty busy you he know, was pretty in the field. <laughs> he was a lot of field work. Uh, it's true. Uh, he does have in a like briefcase with him the artifact... Oh. Uh, blaster, because that's what he's... That's what he's giving his, his lecture about. talk on. Okay. And yes, it, it is... Uh, blaster is an elegant weapon of a more civilized age. <laughs> that's the title of the lecture. That's the title of the lecture. Oh, so he's got, like, special dispensation to have a blaster. After a fashion, yes. Like, it's... He's like, oh, it's a, clearly a it's, a... it's an artifact. It belongs in a museum, but we're taking it on tour here. Well, I meant... He's allowed to have it. Yes. On the ship, generally speaking, people are not allowed to have blasters. Correct. Um, but he keeps the briefcase with him at all times. Keeps the briefcase with him. And I don't, it's like, it's not that he clutches that for, I don't know, because he probably can't be walking around with his axe either. True. The axe, definitely a lethal weapon. Yes. So, but he, he keeps it with him. It's not like he grips that tightly, like, this is the most precious thing he owns. But, like, it is important. He needs this for his lecture. Is it cuffed to his I don't think it's cuffed. <laughs> more like, and I say, like, a briefcase. Like, I don't know. Uh, you know, he's an archaeologist. He has a satchel bag. Okay. Now, I think like he graduated like all right, and here's your hat. I guess probably Doctor Afra, who was his advisor, like all right, well, you, you have Dr. to Doctor Premi, excuse me, Doctor Premi is like all right, well you have to get your hat, you have to get this, and you have to get some sort of utility item. So he has to have some kind of ridiculous hat. I think it's actually like I don't know why in my head like sort of like a Robin Hood style hat, but maybe like a dusty brown. So not the typical not the, Indiana Jones. Not the typical Indiana Jones. So he's got a satchel bag, I'd say, similar to that. Cho has that sort of bag as well. But, like, his is, like, it's all new, and, like, he's never taken this out into the field. So it's not, like, the well-worn leather of no. of a experience. Because, like, normally he would go out in his, like, whatever, his armor, his axe. Like, that's how he protected himself. So that is his, his gear, and he's just coming out. He's got, like, some hot cocoa. He's trying to keep himself warm. And, and he the, sees this. The chair look creak, 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 creak. Yep. Because we said it had chains. That's right. Yes. Uh, okay, so he makes a perception check. He sees this. I'm not going <laughs> to... Not gonna do that. He too. fails the perception check and NC. Yes, there is a trail of blood. As far as I can tell, Pantorans have red blood. Yeah. Um, but okay. blood is definitely dripping off of this bench, and there's right. a dotted line of it in the snow. And below. we established he had a rank in medicine, so I think he was like always the field team's medic, in addition to like, because how you stay alive. So there's like an initial compulsion of like, oh no, he's in, someone's injured. There's an injured person, I gotta yeah. respond. Because he's a you know, reasonably good person. Uh, yeah, so he rushes over and sees. Okay. There is a... Yeah, there's He's a, got, like, a nasty cut. Yeah, the... And many bruises. The, the knife wound kind of starts in his upper chest and goes up the side of his neck and kind of ends at the bottom of his jawline below his ear. And then, like, his back is all burnt from a blaster bolt, which actually the chair also, the back right. of the chair is also partially burnt from a blaster bolt. That's a nasty looking okay. thing. Okay. So I think he needs, like, a CSI type check to figure out, like, like this guy's clearly been shot, but, like, and the chair has been blasted? Like, this is real bad. He has, the chairlift is moving, so he has this moment of time in which, or does he want to, like, arrest the chairlift? He probably needs to pull this guy off the chairlift. Okay. First. So then this, this is what JT saw. Yes. Cho gets kind of set up, moved, and then laid on the ground. And if you want him to make a Poor quick... guy. Must have been an undergrad. He has this... Oh, crap. It's Dr. Pramey here. Gilmar, uh, he's like, I, so I knew this chair wasn't safe. <laughs> they were doing repairs, but it's just not safe. No skiing today. Not happening. 
So he can make a quick perception check on the chairlift as it moves around in a way. I think I'm going to say that the perception check is just two purples, but we're going to add... It's cold. It's cold. We'll add a black die for that. But we'll also add a black die because the chairlift is moving. He's not in a position to examine it closely. He's got to look it over pretty quickly before it heads away. All right. Do you think he has a knack for perception? I don't think he has a knack for perception. Okay. If he has a knack for anything, he probably has a knack for vigilance and maybe like survival or stealth. He's got a knack for staying alive. You know, stealth, not on his list. I'm going to give him a rank of stealth. Uh, And just a reminder, his fear is death, his desire is safety, his strength is curiosity, and his flaw is timidity. So CSI, playing to his strength. All right. He is making perception. So actually... He probably stepped through like a, a, a caution tape thing to get to the chairlift. That's true. Because at the bottom, they finished repairs and stuff like that, but this slope was still closed. Like people weren't sledding here. Things. Yeah, so there's not many people around at all. Yeah. Either. Uh, but you see someone in need, he's the medic. Uh, okay, two successes and four threats. Oh, four threats, Rocky Hillside. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> Should have learned my lesson. He's, he gets clipped by the next chair. He's, like, standing there watching Cho's chair, like, move away. Like, he steps around behind it so he can look at the back. And yeah. He's like, okay, there's definitely Scorch. He's no stranger to blaster fire. Yeah. This chair was struck. But as he's watching that chair move away, then the next chair comes in and whacks him. Oh, his vigilance did not save him. No. I think that's, like, his reminder. He's like, stay vigilant. Always vigilant. Constant vigilance. Uh, but, like, the blaster fire, like, and especially since he brought on, like, he had to get special dispensation for his blaster. Yeah. He's like, oh, who is he? Like, who else has a blaster on the ship? That's not good. That's not good. Okay. I think I would like to ask the table a question. Yes. Because there was blaster fire at the bottom of this hill. <laughs> and so I want to know what level of alarm exists down on the ice skating rink. Oh, among the people who are still there? Yes, because there weren't people in the immediate area where that fight was taking place. But once blasters start being shot, I'm pretty sure people would panic. Regular, ordinary people, there would be some alarm. So there's a level above, very likely? Near sure thing. Chaos factor is six? The chaos factor is six. But whether it's near a sure thing or very likely, what do you think? That there would be, like, disturbance down below. I think it's only very likely, because a lot of the crowd already cleared out. Okay. All right. So, very likely. We roll a 27. That indeed is, yes, there's a certain level of disturbance in the ice. There's not stampeding going on? No. Um, but he's at the top of this kind of like two-story tall hill. He sees that there's blaster fire on the back of this chair. He gets whacked with the next chair and steps out of the way. There was four threats. I think he looks down the hill and he sees, like, there's people falling over on the ice. There's a trail of blood down the hill. Yeah. There's He can't make out because it's too far away. There's, like, shouting, and he sees that there is... Yeah, there's some kind of fight going on down there. Don't want any part of that. This guy's severely injured. Let's just get this guy, like, into the lodge or something out of here. Okay. So the lodge, I imagine there's rooms for dining and drinking. There'll probably be a large... Armchairs in front of a fireplace. Yeah, there'll be a large area right when you go in. There's probably, like, the reception desk. Huge, big open walls, lots of exposed wood. Big stone fireplace with a huge hearth around it. Uh, some way too nice-looking people. 
And he's gonna just drag this bleeding guy into the front room there? I think, yeah, because he's, he's not normally in nice places, uh, Gomar. He's, <laughs> so he doesn't know how to He's not him. used to it. Okay. So he's content with his CSI on the bench. He doesn't need to examine Cho regarding what... Not right now. He needs to get away from the, the, <laughs> the fighting and the chaos. That's what he needs to do. Okay. I mean, that is down at the bottom of the hill. That's down at the bottom of the hill right now. Like, need to get somewhere not near there. It's within visible range. That's the problem? Yeah. And, like, if Dr. Premine is on this ship, that's bad on multiple fronts. Okay. You know how long it's been since she had a student graduate? I mean, he graduated, but... Well, before that. I would like to know how he moves Cho into this ski lodge. What you're really asking is, is this a weekend at Bernie's situation? <laughs> is that the real question? There's, like, okay, throw a person over your shoulder. There's, like, I think it's... drag person in. There's weekend at Bernie's. So, like, because the cut is on his front... And the blaster is on his back. It's going to look sort of weak into Bernie's as though he's kind of carrying. Yeah. Cho, also, has, Cho has one uninjured arm. Like yeah. the, I, I imagine that the And Gomar is pretty strong, is so he can just back. kind of carry him alongside. Okay. Uh, so, so to the casual observer, it may happen to look like he is bringing in his drunk friend or his friend who took drunk, a dive. injured friend. Yeah, took a dive on the slopes. Okay. Or, you know, down on the ice rink. I think we might need a cool check from Gomar. Yeah, I think we might. Cool, not his uh, strength. I'm going to apply a black dye to this. As he steps into the ski lodge? Because this is a pretty injured person he's dragging in with him. This is somebody with three crits. He has three crits? That is one success and one threat. What difficulty did you attribute this? I said it's a two. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, two purples and a black. All right, we do have story points, which might be used now and then. Yes, that is true. Uh, so I think he gets a nasty glare from... Not like the receptionist, but from some other person. And it's not even necessarily that, uh, like, oh, you're bringing in, like, a corpse in here. It's just like, you really don't belong in this. Like, like if your friend can't take care of themselves by... Like, it looks like their friend has, like, gotten drunk. And... All right. Somebody disapproves of... Excessive somebody drinking. disapproves. Somebody who's sipping their whiskey disapproves of excessive drinking by other people. I'm not even just drinking. It's just, like, you are clearly lower-class people. You're not yeah. really supposed to be here. Uh... Ship's clientele is made of all types. It is, but this person is snooty. So, regarding Gomar, did you want to set some wound and strain levels for him? Like, uh, do you want to just like that. narratively say somebody is snooty here, or do you want him to take strain from things? Uh, we can track. Look, I have these nice little boxes here. He probably has fifteen wounds, I guess. Whoa. Because he has three brawn and he's Gamoran. Okay. And normally it's like ten plus brawn. The strain situation is probably 12, though. Okay. So, in that case, we'll say he takes a strain. Yeah. And we will also say that he took two wounds from being smacked by that chair, and he should be grateful, because some other people here took six wounds from being smacked by the chair. Uh, Gomar, like, chastises himself for, like, the shadow of Dr. Primmy is everywhere. <laughs> Does he just want to flop... Show down in a chair, or does no. he want to ask for a private room? Yeah, he needs to like get a private room for this. He's got this guy with him. Goes to the receptionist like, uh, can I get a get a room for my friend to? Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna be his charm. I'm gonna go with. Okay. I don't we'll start there. He has no, he's got no ranks in charm. No. This uh, is just a regular. 
employee, yep. but asking for a private room. Normally there's a cost associated with that. Yes. So if Gomar is not greasing any wheels here. Gomar is not in a position to grease wheels at the moment. I'm going to spend this upgrade here. Okay. So red purple. Failure with one advantage. Uh, I have a, a slightly different approach. Okay. If that. If the hotel reception is like, well, you see private rooms require private reservations. Yeah, because it's not a hotel. Like, everybody right. on here has their own cabin. Right. So the private rooms are for private dining. Ah, I see. Gomar's getting kind of frustrated. He, like, snorts a little bit. He's Gomorrah. Listen, buddy, this guy took a dive on your own oh. hill here, okay? He's pretty badly hurt. I gotta make sure he pulls out okay. If he doesn't pull through okay, it's coming back on you. Trust me, I'm sure you're, you don't want your boss riding on you. All right, that sounds like coercion to me. Yeah. Uh, which I have one rank in coercion and two will, but I'll spend one of these. Two yellows. All right, and you're up against two purples. Now, is there a blue? Because this guy really is beat up, and that would be really yes. bad. Yes, you have material evidence to back your claim. One success, one advantage. Okay, you can heal that strain we'll if you want. Break it that strain back, yeah. All right, the uh, person gives you a room, a private room number to go to and asks if you need, like, wait staff to take an order. Uh, I have a question for the fate chart. Does Gomar have a first aid kit on him? I feel like it's at least somewhat likely, just as a, like, it's a precaution um, he takes, but... He didn't have an actual med kit when he was in the temple. Right, because most people just died outright. But he's now out on his own, but did he think he was going to a dangerous place? I think somewhat likely is fair. Okay. Somewhat likely. We roll 49. That's a yes. So yes, he has a basic meth kit uh, with him. The kind that gives you an advantage. Not the kind that necessarily comes with painkillers. And he has not gone through chose things or anything like that? No, not at this point. Okay. Uh, they asked him if he wanted a waiter to come take orders. Uh, just to, two bottles of water. And, uh... And a ham sandwich. And uh, he's like looking at this guy, like, what <laughs> uh, Are they vegetarian? You have a Gamoran eating a ham sandwich. I mean. Oh, well. Okay, excuse me. Turkey club. <laughs> so he's going to make a knowledge planets check, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, we haven't really decided how to handle knowledge things here, but I figured he's got lore. That's a thing. And yeah. then the other thing is he is well-traveled. It's like a xenology thing in this yeah. case, but uh, yeah. What a pantorrency. Answer is pretty much whatever, but uh, success and a threat. Uh, you know what? Two turkey sandwiches, and if this guy doesn't want it, I'll eat second <laughs> one. The threat is, it turns out, he doesn't like turkey. <laughs> it comes with mustard on it. Ugh. Okay, he takes a strain, because he gets like he gets a sort of sigh from the person, like, right, of course you just want glasses of water. You know, like... You're a cheapskate. <laughs> so you get to go into your little private room. Yep. Get some up there. A mess is going to be made in this room. There's group blood all in this, but that's not the problem. Okay. Gomer's not afraid of... He's not germaphobic, so... Right. That's fine. He's like, all right, uh, so what happened to you, buddy? Man. He's kind of young. You could still be an undergrad. So I think it's time for a medicine check. You want to do a general medicine check simply to heal wounds? I, essentially, like, he's just assessing, like, how messed up is this guy? Okay. So I think it is a general healing wounds medicine check. All right. You are over your... I am over wounds, so, so that is, is three purples. This guy looks bad, so we're going to upgrade here. We get one advantage. 
From the med kit. Yes. I am close to my... Strain threshold as well? Oh, but I healed a little bit just before I went out. So my strain level is not too horrible. I will be conscious when I have sufficient wounds healed. Do you need a pencil? I do need a pencil. Okay. So it is three purples, and you spent a story point. So I'm at two yellows. Here we go. Two successes and three threats. So two threats. Two threats. Yes, thank you. Two successes and two threats. So that causes two strain. Does that knock you out? No. No, I am at 11 of 14 strain. But I am also at 12 of 13 wounds. So Gomar starts... I think Gomar is bleeding. Like, well, that could have come from a. Uh, he like rattles off some like very esoteric temple of whatever like, like a, a blade crazy, trap. A crazy tra- oh, a trap, a blade trap. <laughs> like that's clearly what must have like like that could have come from that man. It could have gotten cut off. Ooh, just like poor Robertson. <laughs> he was a good postdoc though. Oh man, that guy made it all the way to postdoc. No, he came in as a postdoc from someone else. Big mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, studying with Dr. Payne is a bad idea. Right, so he's staunching the bleeding of the cut across the neck, and uh, golden eyes open and look a little groggily at him. Hey there, hey there, whoa, take it easy, pal. You took a nasty, nasty hit. How you feeling? Ah, Cho kind of blinks his eyes a little, and I think before he answers that question, I want him to make like a very fast perception check or vigilance check or something like just like take in just like like, what the heck is where am i yeah clearly this is not a stormtrooper so that's a plus yes Uh, i think it's two purples but there's got to be at least one black for being you're on your back looking up at the light it's Um, you don't know how you got here okay my problems are presence and willpower based right now yes vigilance is vigilance is willpower based so you said two purples i said two three purples and a black because you are waking up at a place you don't know where you got here. You're looking up at the wall. There's a large Gamoran leaning over me. It limits what I can see. Yeah. And like, normally vigilance, like, you at least know where you are. Uh, there's one <laughs> downside with both these things, like that point. <laughs> Failure. And, uh, no advantages or threats. Okay. So, I don't have a good sense of where I am at no. all, other than that this is not a stormtrooper. And don't have threats i think cho just says i am in a lot of pain what's yeah that's pretty normal given that you got shot with a blaster buddy oh is that what that was what what was i heard somebody was shooting blasters down you you got away from the ice rink battle there's got to be like ice rink arena or something he's got to have some pretty unusual name for uh I... Yeah, you're looking to be alive, pal. I've seen a lot. I've seen uh, people messed up. Not this bad. They didn't make it. At which point Cho kind of like... There's like bandage or something across his throat and Cho puts his hand up to it kind of. To, and <sighs> is sort of like... At that point he's just kind of like, how bad is this? And he starts to try to sit up. Uh, It's probably going to add a couple semesters to your study. You can make a... He's going to... Gotta make a cool check. Is he, he does have to make a cool check. It's either it's either Cho making a cool check or Gomar noticing that once again somebody has said something that bothers Cho. Is it what is his cool opposed by? Cool is generally opposed by perception or vigilance. Yeah, I mean those are very different things for Gomar. That's I think I probably it's vigilance. Okay. Gomar doesn't have any clue that he said anything 
No. Weird. Or anything that will make Cho be weird. Yeah. So okay. I think... In that case, it is two reds and a purple. Plus, you know, it's a presence thing, so... So two reds and a purple. But the plus a purple. Plus the purple. Oh, jeez. This is like the worst possible encounter for Cho. <laughs> you want the Stormtrooper Sergeant again? Okay. Good news for Cho. Advantages? Success. Four threats. Ooh. Triumph. Triumph. So... I will tell you this. What Gomar said that causes Cho to like get all tense was his comments about education. Yep. But he succeeds this check. So Gomar like I think doesn't know that like Gomar doesn't notice anything untoward and you have this triumph. It could be like Gomar really believes like, oh this guy's uh we said his jacket was something distinctive. In my thinking, because you have people on this cruise from all over the place, like yeah. there's rental jackets essentially. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And, um, and you had that in some of the... That was me attempting to explain, like, what kind of jacket Cho could have. That but he JT... took a scarf, too, right? He did grab a scarf as well. And he still has a scarf. He does still have that scarf. Okay. His scarf must be a, like... Let's say it's, like, it's a college... It's a triumph. It's a College of Corellia scarf. Okay. <laughs> so now, like, Gomar feels like, oh, okay, this guy's a student. Okay. He got messed up real bad. And uh, this is successful... With a triumph, I think for the purposes of this encounter, Cho is able to suppress the issue that he personally has with this okay. with this thing. Yeah, makes sense. Like he realizes, I think this person is affiliated with a university. Yeah. Like that's the lens that that Gomar is viewing things through, and Cho like switches into the mindset of I can work with this lie. Yeah, and it might even be like Gomar notices this scarf. He's like, oh, you're another. Your scarf is ruined. <laughs> Gonna have to get a new scarf. I. Went through a number when I was uh, in grad school. Hey, I teach at uh, CFC now. They do call it CFC, right? <laughs> okay. There's four threats here, though. Something is extremely alarming. Uh, there could be a knock at the door. I think we should do something like that, and we can roll oh. like the table type thing. Like There is an interrupt of sorts here. Yeah, you just want an action subject kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's a knock at the door. Action 17 antagonize perfect subject 98 fame antagonize fame dr premium no no it's so these are chose threats someone is looking for helios starburst <laughs> and heard he is in this he's not even on the ship as far as i know as far as we know so that's a possibility if you want to say that the uh, the most famous person that has been referred to in the storyline so far is Helio Starburst. I think it is, other than, like, the Emperor. Who himself is somewhat antagonistic to people. Not deliberately so, but... That's just uh, the kind of characters he plays, and, or he plays those kind of characters because... Who so, I mean, it doesn't even have to be, like, elaborate. It could just be somebody, like, opens the door, like, all excited. I think, yeah. And then this means that they know Cho was here. Yes, I think that's actually good. So someone opens up the door, it's like, aha, Helio Star... Where's Helio Starburst? Which probably, like, Cho and Gomar are both like, who? I mean, Gomar's a a citizen of the galaxy, (laughs) and Helio Starburst is one of the most well-known actors, but that's not his area of expertise, no. Just, uh, wrong room, pal. And so then this person is like, wait, that's not stage blood, is it? And Gomer's got no reason to, like, be secretive or anything. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the real stuff. You can tell because it's really stupid. So this person is like, holy crap. And they may leave at that point, but they They might might, alert someone. Yes. 
they might say, oh, you know, there's a really injured person in there. So it's kind of like, at, at that point, Cho is like, I need to get out of here. I haven't been, like, treated or anything, but, like, we need to move. Take it so easy, pal. I think Cho... You, you need to take it easy. Cho continues trying to stand, um, and he... Buddy, you're about to fall over. He is going to make a medicine check. On itself? Yes. Not to, like, heal anything. I mean, oh, just like how... You already healed something, but right. it's kind of like, grab a platter or something and, like, look at himself. Like, okay. he okay. needs to figure out, like, how badly hurt am I? Do you feel so, like this is a perception check more? Or do you think it is medicine because he is? I mean, Gomar can hold up a, if you a wanna, platter like, for you. If you want to combine it, sometimes you can make skill checks with the attribute that's not appropriate to them. Yeah, whichever you want to do. So... You have higher cunning in this case. I do have higher cunning than intelligence. Sure. You're just like, how beat up am I? Yes. Like, how serious is this? Because he knows he doesn't... Like, and you can get a blue like eye from Gomar. Because uh, he wants to insist that, like, you are messed up real bad, pal. He's insisting it is bad. Like, we should take you to the ship... Okay. The ship hospital. If he was to heal himself now, it would be two purples. That's... If somebody were to try to heal him, it oh, would be yes. two purples. Uh, this is just... An assessment of the situation. So I feel like two purples. So two purples. He's not actually healing anything. He has success with one advantage. Get some of that strain back. He'll recover one strain. He is looking in the mirror. He sees, like, the cut and everything, and he's kind of thinking, like, ah, it probably doesn't really need stitches. Like, probably, like, you know, like, synth skin or, like, that can probably be healed without leaving a scar. Yeah, where are you going to find blue synth skin? <laughs> so Gomar says that. Cho, like, pats around, sees that his satchel is, like, sitting on the ground there, and, like, leans over. Whoa, like, buddy, it's a, like, whoa! A little woozy-ish for a moment, and then pulls out his, his superior med yeah. kit. You got a med kit, pal? Which, okay. of course, has blue sin skin in it. That makes sense. <laughs> but also, he pulls out a stem applicator, and he gives himself a shot. Yeah, that's good. So, Cho... You don't has... let mine at home. Didn't think I would need him on the ship. I was wrong. I learned an important lesson today. Cho heals seven wounds from a stem applicator. Oh, he's got like... Painkiller specialization okay. is what it's called. And he's got two yeah. two ranks of it. Is that his first one today? That is his first one today because okay. he didn't get hurt in the Blue Streak show. Okay. So he administers that, which knocks him below half his wounds. So for him to treat himself is just three purples. What's his medicine? Oh, he's got significant levels of medicine. But someone has already done a medicine check on him. Somebody has already done a medicine check on him, plus that person was just saying things that could draw more attention into this room. So with the painkiller shot, he is at least able to... Well, you got for the good stuff. That was a good move. To dull the pain. It's a good move. For right now. So he asks, Gomar, what's going on down there? Well, there's some kind of fight down in the skate rink. Didn't want any part of that. Somebody's shooting a blaster. Not a good time. You got caught in the crossfire. That's always, ooh, yeah, that's the worst place to be. Okay, so Cho's going to lie to you. That'll be two reds and a purple. At least deception, based on cunning, not presence nor willpower. Right. So Gomar is saying the thing like, oh, you got caught in the crossfire. Uh, Cho will happily agree with that assessment. Yeah, I think you can take a blue because that's that's the reasonable approach. Okay, so Cho agrees with one threat. He'll, he'll take a little bit of strain. Not, not too much strain. So Cho agrees with that and says, oh yeah, like I got knocked over on the ice. This must have been from somebody's skate. He is saying that to justify the fact that he's got yeah. this horrible gash on him. 
Because yes. that certainly was not from Blaster. We should get you to the ship doctor. You know, they, they have hospitals here. Trust me, you're you're entitled uh, to medical care. Oh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to file any claims or anything. That's gonna make the ship people unhappy with. It's just gonna add to the expense of the trip. You know, maybe I should just go back to my cabin. And Cho is like, kind of like, once again looking around the room, being like, "Is there any other exits to this room? <laughs> are we in a cul-de-sac here?" I think it's like it's not even a fancy dining. It's like an interior median room. Mm-hmm. No windows. Um, no or windows. One door. Some junky ventilation. Like, buddy, you like you can walk right now, but you're messed up. Like somebody <laughs> puts you over, you're not gonna get back up again. Like, you do a homework problem that's too intense. It's too much for you. Oh, well, thank you for checking on me. Yeah, you passed out on a chairlift, man. <laughs> the last thing he remembers. <laughs> 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 He's like, okay, so not much has happened since then. <laughs> like, that's good to know. Like, oh, I'm still near the chairlift. You really should see a proper doctor. Like, I do some first aid because I did a lot of field work. But you really should see a doctor. Or, like, a medical droid. Cho is gonna try to distract this guy? Like, with JT, Cho knows he can just mention droid, and she'll, like, go off. <laughs> so he's like, I think he asks him, like, so, so what is your field of study, if it's not medicine? Like, right. he's trying to get this guy to, like, stop talking about how injured Cho is yeah. and, and things like that. I think this is a charm check. Okay. But I think... Oh, so it's a, it's a, oh, right. It's a charm yeah. check, which is presence-based. Yeah. You might get a black die, though, because, like, Gomar's really concerned that this guy's hurt. Yep. And, like, Gomar's not particularly career-focused, unlike JT. What is... Two purples. Also, Gomar is a curious person. Gomar is curious. That's true. Failure with no advantage and a triumph. A triumph. So you fail. I fail to distract you. From me by getting you to talk about your interests, but I have a triumph here in somehow in how I present my interest in your things. Something yeah. triumphant happens. I'm trying to think about this. It might be like an offhand comment, like what I don't know what is important information for Cho to learn that's relevant or like going with it, like you want to learn like you learn what I do. Like I got a lecture on this ancient blaster like tomorrow or whatever. Like, that's not really important <laughs> no, no, right no, now. No, no, no. Now I find my, I found myself thinking about, like, how can this help the gala? Which is not at all what Joe is <laughs> about right now. Um, if Joe can try to think of a way to, like, make himself be the assistant, then he's got some other to cover identity. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, he's a student. He's this guy's oh, assistant. I see. I see. That idea might occur to Cho. Right. To attach himself to you somebody know, else. We're both part of CFC. Okay. So if Cho doesn't get Gomar like self-absorbed, but does get Gomar enough to say something that Cho catches on that this is archaeology related and stuff. Yeah. And so Cho's kind of like, oh, so could maybe a person get advanced credit if they were to help you with this? Buddy, we're talking about your life. Don't worry about the credits right now. And Cho just kind of like twirls the scarf a little bit, like, go see a see. Academia is my life. Yeah, go... What are we, the Rockets? I don't know. <laughs> I think I need a deception check. I think you do. Uh, two reds and purple. And you can take an upgrade, though. Yeah, because of that time. Deception. Two reds and purple. Did you want to put a black die on here? Uh, no, but I will put another red on there. I'll upgrade with a bad guy. I have knack for deception. That's uh, what I was sorry. 
trying to elicit something I could get rid of. <laughs> okay, we're looking at three yellows versus three reds. Cho is able to successfully pull off that he is interested academically he's, in this. He's really looking at helping out. He has got success with another triumph and two threats. Another I triumph. cannot take this as stream. Okay. He is going to be catatonic. Uh, we're getting tossed out of this room. Okay. I think it's what it is. Like, we've spent like half an hour in here. Haven't gotten anything more than water and sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, Gomar eats both the sandwiches. That's fine. Cho is not hungry right now. There's a like a rap... Uh, Front desk guy, like, hey, you're about through. Like, there's a fee if you have the room for more than an hour. Uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're fine. My uh, yeah, my student just helped me out. He had a rough day. By this point, I would say Cho has that scarf re-wrapped. Prominently wrapped, like, covering his... Prominently wrapped with, like, the CSC logo sticking out somewhere, but also in a way that, like, the bloody part of the scarf is folded in and just how bad his neck is is concealed. He might want a... A skullduggery check? Skullduggery or streetwise or something? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Skullduggery versus this random person's perception? Uh, yeah, I think two purples. Success with two advantages. Feel good about it. Yeah. This is the start of a new identity. Yeah. Cho is dead. Long live Anton. <laughs> so Cho is just kind of like, after you, Professor, to go more. You got to be real careful, okay? When you dress people as Professor, bad things can happen. Things um, might be different at CFC, but... So, like, as they're walking out, I think Cho is kind of like, don't you take any pride in what you do? Like, you've earned the title. Like, Is that what he's thinking or is he No, he, he's like, he's saying this out loud. Like, Cho is a person who has professional pride. Right. That is one of his motivation-y things. This person, like, you've earned the title professor. Like, why wouldn't you? Look, I earned that title through literally blood, sweat, and a few tears. Okay. That should make it all the more meaningful. It was other people's blood. <laughs> when you're the only one left... Dude, I don't mean that I cut him down. No, no, no. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's like... Uh, gets up like some stupid like us. Uh, like Civil War or something. There's a succession plan in like a kingdom. Uh, you're way down here. Okay. You know, you don't got to worry about all that stuff. This person dies. This person dies. This person's crushed by a rock. Cut down by blades. Uh, killed by some crazy droid. Uh, suddenly it's you. So they are walking out of the lodge. Yes. Cho has a scarf wrapped around him to conceal the most bloodiness. There's still like kind of a scorch mark on the back of his jacket, but yes, that's but okay. you succeeded that role, so you've convinced Gomar to like take you on as his student yes. assistant. And we were we're walking out, and they were discussing professional pride, and yeah, Gomar was describing the tragic means by which he obtains his PhD. Luck had nothing to do with it. And at which point. Cho is like, so College of Corellia, maybe not the best school choice? Well, I'm going to be alive, okay? So that's the most important thing. Uh, no, CFC is... You're not doing a good job of selling me on taking your class next semester. You'll survive. Can you guarantee that? You just described a very shaky course load. Yeah, it's not going to be any field trips. Oh, okay. You're going to do things a little differently now that you're actually a professor. Yeah, our... Intro to archaeology. It's not going to be any field trips. No, we're going to study some, from some books. So they step out of the lodge, but I feel like at that point, Cho needs, I think it's a perception check, to look down the slope and kind of yeah. assess, like, do what I see any stormtroopers down there? Do I see any stormtroopers up here? Yes, I think that's reasonable. Um, What are the school colors of College of Corellia? 
That is a question I wanted to ask, and most importantly, is red one of those colors? Well, because I've also been thinking about Cho's hair. Um, lavender tips, or is it lavender hair with frost with like white tips? He's got white hair, and it's got lavender tips. But I was thinking of if he's gonna dye his hair. Going full on CFC. Yeah, like in, in ter- like because right now he's kind of got this lie going on with Gomar. If he's gonna change his appearance, he doesn't want to have to justify that to Gomar of like I'm hiding from people. But for him to be like, oh. CFC's colors are, are black and red or whatever, then like, sure, I'm going to dye my hair black. Go CFC. Look, man, only put as much faith in your college as they're willing to put into your health plan, okay? <laughs> Not one inch more. I can just flip a story point or whatever. Okay, I think that's fine. And the colors are whatever you want them to be. I think black is a reasonable one to choose because that is also a pintorn hair color. Okay. And so it won't even necessarily look dyed. Right. And it's something that I don't have to work hard to justify to Gomar why I've done it. Okay. But I need a perception check or a vigilance check. To I like think perception. Set. You're looking down. You're worried about this. Yes. And I don't think I need to hide that from Gomar. I mean, I was just trampled, right? You were just messed up. But like, Gomar is like, probably like, you should go the other way. Oh, Cho is going to agree with that. But Cho still wants to see what's going on. Like, we should go to the hospital way. Um, do you run this be like three purples because we're so high up? Or two purples and some blacks? I think or? two purples and some blacks. One black or two blacks? I think it's really just one black. Okay. And it's cold, but you're fine. Oh, I am successful, but I am successful with four threats. So I have a feeling things are... I have a feeling we're taking you to not that doctor. Great down there. Oh. I succeed my perception check. You succeed your perception. If we want to roll on the table to give us an idea of the status down there. I or, think we you had that like the flash of the scene of like he's getting reinforcements. Ah. At this point, like there are more stormtroopers. They see the shot there. chairlift down there. <laughs> like the bloody chairlift has come back. Yeah. Down. Come and back down, empty. and it's empty. He's got silver squad backup. Okay, so stormtrooper backup. Is Fresh stormtroopers coming in, but right now I don't see any on this level. You don't see any on this level right now. Okay. And the sergeant, how badly injured was he? He had still five or six wounds available to him. Yeah, okay. He's got, like, a puncture wound in his back that's bleeding. So, like, he calls for, and, like, they had called for medical, so he probably because gets a pain they also, up. like, called medical because... They the, called medical first thing. Because the idiots were stumbling around. So there's, like, some ship EMTs, I think. Okay. That come. The st- Stormtrooper Sergeant Reynolds, he just gets a painkiller shot. And he's going to keep going. Uh, so, so like, these are things that are all threatening to Joe. And not necessarily going to cause him strain away, but, like, they literally are threatening. Yes. We need to get out of You need to get out of the snow. Snowland. What did you call it? Snowpocalypse? Snow, snowscape, snowscape is the name of the space. Okay. Are there exits from this upper level? Or will we have to go down? Are there exits or from the Or will we have to go duck into an ice cave and wander through that to mm. an exit? I feel like this is a 50-50 kind of question. Okay. Can you exit from this level? Chaos Factor 6. 86? That's a no. Chris. Uh, no, there's no exits here, because it's all the way like the top of a hill. You gotta go further down. So exits are, uh... Ski down slope. Not open. Chairlifts. Well, there's other sides of the hill. Right. Alright, so you can ski down the slope, or there's ice caverns. Or there's ice cavern entrances in various places. Yes. Uh, I think Gomar looks at you like, you are in no condition to ski. Cho looks for an ice cavern entrance. Cho likes the cold. And an ice cavern gets him out of directly visible. Yeah. 
Because that's the thing. Like, he sees more stormtroopers. He's like, I cannot have them look up here and see me. Because Gomar. he has not dyed his hair yet. <laughs> yeah. Gomar will, like, also look down. Because he's also concerned about, like, what is it like down there. Um, so he'll make the same perception roll. Uh, I think also ditching the jacket that got shot in the back, that's probably a good idea. Gomar has one success. So he sees, like, okay, stormtroopers have broken up whatever fight is down there. Mm-hmm. There's EMTs down there. So I think, like, Gomar just like, look, there's medical help just down there. We can just take you down there. We'll just ride the chair. It'll be fine. Meanwhile, like, Cho has flipped off the jacket that he had on. And uh, he has the scarf, like, wrapped up around. Go call it Corellia. And Gomar suggests that he go, that he ride the chairlift down. He's like, no way. No way am I getting back on one of those chairlifts. Are you crazy? That's not safe. You can make a deception check, and you can get two blue... You can do two blue lights, because you did get hurt on one. So that's fair. Uh, Gomar can appreciate, you know what, that trap messed you up. And that's how Gomar views it. And deception against Gomar is red, red, purple? Red, red, purple. All right, can I have another blue for appealing to, like, his obsession with safety? Uh, that's why I was giving you two. Oh, okay. One, because, yes, you legitimately got hurt there, and two, because you're appealing to his safety. Are you passing out at this point? No, I'm not passing out. I have four advantages, but I fail with despair. You fail with despair. I have four advantages. You know, I think I'm just going to use those all to heal strain. The despair might even be like you. Like, the stormtroopers are after me! I don't know. Or the despair could be like the stormtroopers notice you. They notice some people up at the top looking down. Um, Which is worse. Revealing a true situation to Gomar, who might then stop helping me. You could still be a student, though. Oh. But, like, it's uh, certain things that get revealed. Right. They were roughing me up for no reason whatsoever. Versus them seeing me again. I think I'd rather deal with, with like, the Gomar social interaction than to, like, resume a chase. Yeah. Right, so Cho had said, like, the lifts weren't safe or whatever, and he's like... Those are the people who shot me to begin with. <laughs> but are you being hunted by stormtroopers? There's some sort of crazy mistake. They were shouting about aliens. Look, they're in like the top five of things I don't want to be hunted by. Well, then... Not number one, <laughs> but top five. <laughs> well, then you certainly don't want to go down there. <sighs> go where's things like, what have I gotten myself they were, into? They were shouting things about aliens and things, you know, it's just, you know how some stormtroopers are. Just a, human, a humanist plot. <laughs> yes. Do you want um, another deception check or something? I think you do need another deception check. You get one blue die this time just because you're appealing to safety. Because the only alien they had shouted about was, hey, get torn. <laughs> yeah. You have one story point available if you want. I'm going to use it. Okay. You need to not alienate this guy. Ha, 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 alienate. Oh. What's Those are crazy. It's a failure with the despair and triumph and five advantages. So... I was lying to him more. I think at this point, Gomor has to realize they this were... This guy's not a student. Or they were very legitimately after me personally. Yeah, they were after you. So he still might think I'm associated with the college and have positive ideas related to that, but he knows these stormtroopers were after me specifically. Uh, so what is your despair? That's... You, try. you feel that's a despair? Because like, you, you failed the check. I failed the check. He knew I was lying to him. Yeah. But... For it was him. not just a misunderstanding. Right. It could be I like can't... a detail, like, they think I'm messing with the moth stuff or something like that. That's a possibility. I was trying to think of something that would force Gomar to keep helping me. Like, well, because there's a despair and a triumph here. 
Okay. Something that, like, is like, going to like, tick off Gomar a little bit. Yes, or It's or inconvenient for him, but he feels a need to... Something that can rouse Gomar's ire would be advantageous here. Yeah. I, I like where you're going. Some way to Gomar was very timid and not wanting to take action, sort of force him to take an action in this right. situation. But what can we make? But he is curious. He is curious. Um, uh, this guy seems into College of Corellia, which, you know, I've got to be teaching there. But he is messed up. It could almost be like, this guy's messed up in some crime. Like, I used to work for him. I understand what that's like. Like, man, I've been there. But like, I'm sticking my neck out for you, though. Okay. And I don't got a lot of neck. <laughs> Alright, so how about something like this? You are going to have to do, we might have to do some field work. I know. <laughs> so, Real bad. So Cho can reveal, you know, he's like, oh, they're legitimately after me. You know, I got mixed up in some stuff. And and he'll, because we, we have the triumph, so, and the despair. So he says to Gomar, but we don't need to go anywhere down near there. Like, we don't need to get in any trouble. Oh, that's just down there? Yes, okay. yes. He, he's like, I'm, I'm not asking you to, to risk yourself or anything like that. I just need them to not find me. And oh, man. and if you, if you could just... I could just hide behind you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So, so he, yeah. so you know, he's, he, I guess at this point he's, he's kind of, he's kind of like. hang with you for a while? Yeah. Lay like, low with you is yes, probably the. Yes, you know, can I just lay low with you? Like, make it look like we were here together, then, then they won't know that, you know, I'm me. Give <sighs> me a break, man. I understand. I, I've been mixed up with things before. Okay. Stormtroopers are dangerous. Let's go the other way. Set you on a, a different path. You won't get messed up in that stuff. You work for Huts? Worst job in the universe. Um, and Joe says, "No, I haven't worked for Huts." You say, "I don't work for Huts." He says, "I haven't worked for Huts." Yeah, trust me, Huts worse than like I don't think Gomar takes notice of that. Right. Like, Huts worse than the Pikes, worse than Crimson Dawn, worse than uh, Black Sun. He rattles off this whole list of everything that like Huts, various, like, that Huts are worse than. Yeah. And and Joe like kind of like tilts his head a little, and he's like, mm, "I'm not sure about that." So it's not clear to the audience or to Gomar like right. which of these many organizations Cho is referring okay. to, but clearly but Cho audience, has an involvement with something. Yes, the audience at least catches on to like, oh, he has some sort of organized criminal past. Yes. Okay. Uh, Gomar, uh, you know, he doesn't get distracted by educational things. But it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Things that, are, that the huts are worse than so many, so many. Worse than Ariadne University. And Cho is like, yeah, hate our rivals. Because he has no idea. Yes. <laughs> At least the Huts were honest about it. Yeah, you're probably going to die. So I think just like Cho kind of like ushered JT like down hallways and stuff while he had her distracted with what she was going to ramble on. Cho is now escorting Gomar like down a little ways of cliffs type yeah. ferret towards one of these ice cavity type entrances. Yes, I think that's good. I think we can essentially end the scene. If you want. Okay. Uh, if you, you still wanted to. If you think getting to ice caverns. I don't think you're gonna. One, I don't think out. one. I don't think the ice caverns are dangerous because they're for people to walk around in. Two, I don't think unless you want to ch- ask the question of like, are there stormtrooper patrols around like around the entire snowscape? That okay. is a question we can ask. I think that's a valid question to ask because he was spotted here and they did bring in reinforcements and there was shooting and there was stabbing. Or it might not be stormtroopers all necessarily, right. but it might be. Heightened, heightened security. security. So we can ask, is there heightened security surrounding the snowscape? If extremely, yes, there's a snowstrooper squad. Okay. 
Because there might be like some stealth checks or something. So required. what would you like the probability to be? 50-50, unlikely, somewhat likely? I'd say 50-50, because I don't know if the ship security as a whole is involved in things yet. The Moth has, has got stormtroopers doing things, but that doesn't mean he's bringing the whole cruise line to a halt. Okay. 50-50, heightened security. We have rolled an 18, which is not emphatically yes, but is a yes. So there are ship's personnel okay. uh, at all the exits to the snowscape. So a stealth check, perhaps, or a deception check? I think a deception check is a better choice. Joe offers to carry the professor's bag for him? I think Gomar's like he's never had a, an assistant before. <laughs> he wasn't even like high on the rung of go-getting grad students. Um, this is unusual to him. Like He's got this blaster. He's like, uh, you can carry the med kit. No, I want to hang out to that. You have your own med kit. Uh... And, and Joe's kind of like, you know, I still need that credit for next semester. Like, let me help you out, man. Earlier, professor. Now, man. Well, <laughs> I know, that I know. was a turn of address. I know, I know, I know. This is funny. But you're right. I think probably professor is, is the more legitimate thing because Joe values... Professional credentials. Professional credentials, yes. Yeah. So, right. And to, like, emphasize, like, I am your assistant. Yeah. So let me help you out, professor. Yeah. I'm starting to think, like, what does Gomar have on him? Like, he's not going to... He needs to carry this blaster. That's important to his... Actually, how much does Gomar care about this blaster? I mean, it's the thing that he's lecturing about, but... It's the thing he's lecturing about, like, so he's carrying it with him. He's not leaving it in his room. Joe is just looking for accessories I to, know. like... And Gomar's is like... Have I mean, a subservient posture. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think, what other random stuff does Gomar have? He doesn't have much. Whereas, like, I imagine Dr. Premine walking around carrying almost nothing. Oh, absolutely. Like, Gomar was the one who had the demolition stuff, and... Uh, yeah, so he doesn't have his demolition stuff on him either. Oh, well, he has his, like, generic satchel. Uh, he's like, uh, I guess you can carry this. I don't know if you're supposed to... They said uh, I had to get this when I graduated. It's, it's a silly thing. So, Cho carries the satchel with his arms sort of wrapped around it so that the satchel is, like, obscuring, like, the yeah. bottom half of his face. Uh, look, you want to be an archaeologist? Look, this hat fits you way better than me. <laughs> Here you go, kid. He, uh, happily... <laughs> well, and also to hide his hair. Yes, yeah. A Robin Hood hat, you said? I don't know why, like, there's a little feather sticking out of it, but it's dusty brown in my head for some reason. Okay. I have no idea why. But you're thinking something with, like, the peak yes. in the front and the back. Okay. Don't know why that sticks out. Joe settles that hat down and holds the satchel in a way that it will obscure part of his face as well. And now we just walk out of here. You we, like, deception check. go through the ice tunnels, yeah. and... You want to... Gomar to try first, I guess, technically, though. I don't know if Gomar needs a deception check. That's true. I mean, Gomar's complicit in this now, though. Yeah, but I feel like it should just be one check. Okay, it should just be one check. I have three cunning. I can give you a blue die. Like, they're questioning people as they leave. Like, did you see anyone's description? Um, I think I should get another blue die, though, because we arranged all these props. Yes, I think that's fair. However, I'm going to spend one of these evil story points. So what is the difficulty here? Uh, that's a good question. You're being questioned by ship security, so I feel like that's a red and a purple normally. Okay, so you so would two, two reds. There have already been a lot of triumphs and despairs today. Well, get ready for some more. How about just advantageous failure? Uh, I think they probably notice your mentorin. It's not necessarily that you're the person they want to question, but like they want to ask us more questions. Okay, so they stop us. You get pulled aside for some, like something doesn't add up. 
Oh, but there's not threats. There's advantages. There's advantages, but there is failure here. Yeah. Like, no, uh, a College of Corellia scarf was reported stolen earlier today. So something doesn't add up here. Uh, so I think this ship security personnel is like, hold on, we're going to have to talk some more. Gomer's going to get frustrated again. We just need to get out of here. And, like, he can pull out the coercion at this point, which he's really not all that good at, but... Uh, you know, he's been putting this persona of, of the professor here. It's not a persona. No, I know. It's, it's a, like, it is coercion. It's something he has to embrace. <laughs> According to Joe. <laughs> Who thought that Gomer would learn so much? I'm a student. <laughs> but I don't... I can't craft a lie and do that here. I need this to be just straight coercion. So I can't say it all. We have a very important lecture to go to. Um, I don't want to call attention to all these wounds, because... That's going to be too obvious. And anything I do is going to be more deception. If you could toss in a blue die. Or... Or pay those advantages forward in a way. I'm wondering if I could do something skullduggery-ish. I was thinking about, like, oh, could I spend a story point that Gomar has a scarf, like, in his satchel? And for us to be like, oh, well, we found this scarf. Which is a college really scarf, because... And, like, when I was thinking skullduggery, I was thinking, like, oh, can I, like produce, like, a scarf out of nowhere. That's why my brain was thinking skullduggery. But now that I'm saying things out loud, I'm like, oh, no, this is still deception. Yeah, it's just deception again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good way to word this for coercion, though. I'm just to, like, snort again. Gomar's kind of timid, but he doesn't... I need to get out of here. This is threatening my safety, so that oh, that trumps the... Yes, but the thing that threatens your safety here is, like, you're now associated with this wanted criminal. Yeah. But I don't think Gomar's the kind who would just be able to, like, throw me under the bus. No, no, he's got he's to gotta help you out here. You're, you're in a bind. And, you know, College of Corellia. We stick together. Yeah. Except for the Dark Force users they employ, maybe? Oh, right. <laughs> Although, you know, Gomar may have asked around and nobody at the College of Corellia School of Archaeology... Then we have them Dark Force users? We, that's absurd! Never, force is a myth? Anyone with that description. We, in fact, better just not to talk about it, trust me. <laughs> I'd like the interview or whatever he had to go in for. <laughs> don't have a good way to... Yeah, Cho is not coercive. Cho is deceptive. How can I use streetwise in this situation? Um, this person is a law enforcement official. A bribe? That's sort of right. If you do streetwise, I can help you. Like, I actually have streetwise and I have cunning. Uh, is bribery streetwise? Bribing people, I think that is streetwise. Okay. I think Gomar has small funds. Discretionary funds. Discretionary funds. This is like, look, listen, pal, we just need to, not we need to get out of here, like, we, like, we don't have time for this. Like, come on, man. Okay. Um, and this should be against that person's, like, discipline. Yeah, I think that would also be a red-purple. Yeah. And it is cold here, right? <laughs> is it still cold? We're, like, at the exit. Right at the exit, but they, but they we, hit you with a blast of cold but, air. But we went through the ice caverns, so. We went through the ice, we did just go through the ice caverns, so we should spend this. Okay. I'm getting a blue die from you? I'm not okay. sure like oh, how no. I would be contributing to your bribery attempt. Uh, I have to open up the satchel you're carrying. Or we could say no. Yeah, I think I think you're on your own for this. Alright, this could go very poorly. I mean, you had an upgrade. Four successes and a threat. There you go. Guy takes... Coolly takes the money. And like you radio... Probably like radios in and like... Nothing going up here. Oh, appreciate it, pal. Walk 
walk out and Gomar is just like stressed out a little bit. And Cho like reassures him and, and Cho's like, it's fine. Just put out like like a scholarship fund box that you're lecture for people to put money into. You're not going to ask people to donate money and steal from them. What is wrong with you? <laughs> he says, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I've been shot and cut up and smacked by a bench. That's what's wrong with me. So larceny? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Credits make a lot of people feel better. Tell you what, credits don't stop blasters. Giving credits makes a lot of people feel better. That's how charities work. Yeah, well, right now I'm not running a charity. That was most of my funds, okay? I'm sorry, you... You've extended yourself pretty far for me. Let's just get you... Do you have a room here? At this point, like, I feel like it's a fair <laughs> question to ask. <laughs> so Cho definitely feels like he shouldn't go back to the closet where he had some stuff stashed away. But he had been thinking that JT's room is a potential safe location for him. He knows where JT's room is? PD does. <laughs> so... His answer to that question, like, he pauses for a moment, he's like, oh, i got a place I could stay. Okay, let's well, let me take you there, get your stuff, uh, get you, we can try to get you cleaned up a little bit more seriously here, if you don't want the uh, ship's doctors to see you. There's other medical areas, though. And, and Cho just says, I don't need their help. Yeah, I kind of think you do. Did you look in the mirror, man? Trust me, you think you don't need your help, buddy, you were passed out on a chairlift. Without help, you were just going right back down to the stormtroopers. I appreciate your help. No, I'm not saying you owe me. I'm saying you do need help. And I have gotten it. Thank you. You still you, you need help every day. Everyone <laughs> needs help every day, okay? <laughs> no one can make it alone in the world of archaeology. Every door you open... Potential trap. Potential trap. <laughs> if, no, every door you open, there's going to be a trap in there. Okay? That's like the first rule of archaeology. I... Yeah, doing things alone is not its not the way they should be done. But there's no way I can just show up like this at the ship's clinics. I just need to get, you know... This, that's how you're supposed to, if you show up healthy. That's what doesn't make sense. <laughs> Look, I understand you don't want to get caught or whatever. Like, I don't know, maybe we can find a doctor who's a little bit more on the level. I just need to get a quiet space with some proper mirrors and good lighting, and, and I can take care of this. You're going to stitch it up yourself. Spice and mirrors. Buddy, I've had you do that once or twice. Not a good time. It's not a good time. Trust me. Well, that's the way it is. They'll file reports, and I can't have that. What about one of the zoo veterinarians? Somebody knows medical stuff. Like I said, someone on the level. People on the level are the, the exact type of people I can't deal you know, with. You know what I mean. Look, you're worried about Empire, right? They'll find some non-Imperials. Find some non-humans. Do you know anybody else on the ship who can help you? I know some people with connections. Okay, let's find that. Joe takes out his comm. Hey, PD. Oh, dear. <laughs> I heard there was quite a stir in the snowscape sector. This is probably not a, like a safe line to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Are you all right? So Joe says... Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. That that woman I asked you about earlier, where's her room? I cannot give out another passenger's information. You know this. I think you'd have to make some kind of role to... Yeah, yeah, I'm trying uh, to think, like, what I want to say over... Not that Cho doesn't really think people are listening on, on this line. I mean, the line was, was safe enough that PD was able to communicate, like, 
there's no other rebel operatives here to help you. But like at the same point, Joe is talking and Gomar's right there. Yeah. So he's more concerned about like what he says in front of Gomar. Okay, so what he says these are things that are kind of true. I'm not sure if this is gonna be a deception check or a negotiator or whatever. You're trying to get PD to do something for you, right? Yeah. Okay. What Cho says is, no, it's cool. She said that she would work with me on some things. Yeah, I feel like this is deception. Okay. Yeah. Because JT agreed, like, we could keep each other's secrets, and right, like, right. yeah, you know, I can get I think you need a blue dye because PD has interacted with her, and like, yeah, that seems like something she would say. <laughs> she is trying to be way too helpful. All right. And he's just a protocol droid. Just. Okay, not just a protocol droid. He is also a rebel, rebel operative. <laughs> uh, it could be red and purple if you don't want. All right, red and purple sounds good. Cho does not feel bad about lying to PD. Because, you know, PD's not giving him the help he wants. Four successes and one threat. All right. I could take strain. Yeah, you can take some strain. You said that, like, she's helping you out. Yes, and I, I said, like, oh, she was willing to work together on some things. Right. And also, Cho has no idea that JT has been associated with all this craziness going on. Yeah. So he thinks her room is a safe place as just another passenger room. Right. Uh, people are thinking strategically about the situation. He might come around to the concept that, oh, they might be interested in her, too, because she was also down there. And, yes. Uh, so Petey agrees, but he reminds Cho that she is not an asset of any form, so stay cautious. Or she's a civilian. Right, right. That's probably the way he phrases it. Just a passenger. Innocent passenger. Alright, so, to steerage we go. Not to steerage, to third class. <laughs> uh, we go into JT's room. Uh, it's locked. So you get to her room, you have this conversation as though, like, oh yeah, we go to my friend's room. <laughs> you get there. And I position my body so he can't see me open Like, you door. knock on the door? Or do you just, as though you're opening the door? I don't think he would knock. Okay. I think he would just pick the lock. Because he's he's not going there thinking she's going to be there. Right. He's going there thinking, like, this is a room I can go to and be out of the way. Yeah. She said she was going off to do decorations and things like that and planning stuff. So he's not imagining that in the mid-afternoon she would be back at her room. Yep. So I think he positions his body so that Gomar can't see he's picking a lock. Gomar's got some really good vigilance. Well... I think you're going to take a black die on your skull duggery check because you're having to do this in a, a hurried, as though I'm just opening the door and you have to do it without anybody being able to see. So I think the basic security of the door is probably two purples plus a black die and the evil GM has been a story point to protect uh, JT's privacy. So black die from security and black die from having to having hide the, what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. Yep. I have skull duggery at yellow, yellow, green. I have a knack for skullduggery. Oh. I'm not a natural, but I do have a knack for it. However. Failure with one advantage. Okay, now I think Gomar needs a vigilance check. <laughs> this should be opposed by your skullduggery? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Red, red, was... purple. And I had an advantage on that roll, but that's not enough to give him a black die. It is not. So it'll just... I'll heal a strain... Because after everything that was going on in the snowscape, I think actually picking a lock is a rather soothing... Yeah. Like... Uh, Gomar fails. Even though it didn't work. His vigilance check, he has one advantage. He's just like, is she, is she here? Is she in? At that point, Cho, like, knocks on the door. So the question becomes... Is JT back in her room? 
So things, factors that might interplay here is she got out of jail. She was put in the, the record as being out of jail. Mm-hmm. She knows Cho might be in trouble. She had a vision of chairlift. She knows it was associated with the snowscape. The snowscape. But she only saw Cho in the vision. Right. But she didn't have her jetpack with her. No, but she doesn't necessarily need... But she needs, She would probably would want the full... That's Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if she's going into a situation... But she's also got her new friend, the woman in the straitjacket. Oh, right. The woman <laughs> who is no longer in the straitjacket. She left with her. Yes. So... And that woman, like, is paranoid. That woman is, like, still high on some drugs, which might be factoring into her paranoia. So would JT possibly be taking that woman to some sort of safe space? She sprung her out of jail. What would she do with her? Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, Because JT knows, like, okay, we got... Well, from JT's perspective, like, this guy's in trouble. He's also a member of the crew. So, like, maybe he can help sort some things out with this woman as far as... Because, uh, like, otherwise, you know, JT would say, oh, we'll just talk to PD-101, but oh, she's worried about droids, so... Oh. I won't, I won't take her to talk to him. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. This woman's name is Kurlani. She's a Syrian. A buff Syrian. They're Jacked. not all brains, you know. Not some all Some of them brain. are brawn, too. I mean, some of them are brawn, too. <laughs> brawn, awesome. She's like, I don't just have two brains, I have two arms. <laughs> and I never skip double leg day. So, we can ask the table... Or we could decide, like... Cause there's Get the also, whole gang like, together? Well, also, they could just bump in the hallway. Like, JT might not have made it back yet. So... She might yeah. come upon My them. suspicion is JT has not made it back yet. Because she was held in uh, prison for a bit. And that, that just takes a little bit more processing time. Granted, Gomar and Joe had to, like, do some of the first aid and stuff. But they didn't fix any crits. So they didn't spend a ton of time. Right. They were just um, in the lunchroom for half an hour. So I would be fine saying that. JT and Kirlani, like, come probably, like, close to running down the hall. As these guys are standing at your doorway? Yeah, because, like, JT thinks Joe's in trouble, you need to get him, and, like, JT's telling Kirlani, like, look, there's, I know there's a guy in the crew that I can trust, that we can trust, he's a good guy. So both of them are just like, there's somebody I can trust who can help me with this problem, but neither of us really know who that person is. You're just... We have a good feeling about each other. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to say that's how the scene ends, I'm okay with that. If you would like to roll on the fate charge, because that's what the chase charge is for. Uh, I don't think necessarily. I mean, these are two PCs, so... And it doesn't really make a difference if, like, she's in the room and someone knocks on the door. Um, other than, like, there could be stormtroopers again, and JT would be a little leery, but you can check the people. It's not stormtroopers. Like, oh, it's that nice. Right. No, I like the idea that she comes running down the hallway. Carlotti's got no problem keeping up with JT. In fact, like, she's just, like, jogging. Yeah, like, she's a little adult still, like, from whatever drugs they gave her, but she's in excellent shape. Yeah, so, like, there's a corner just a little ways back. JT and Kirlani, like, come bounding around the corner. JT has a harder time controlling herself. It's like, there's, like, a (laughs) Scooby-Doo, makes the 90-degree turn, and sees Cho at the end of the hall. Does she recognize him with his little hat and scarf? But yes. She sees a familiar-looking Kantoran at yes. the door, as and well as a Gamorrean. As well as a Gamorrean. Even if Renzi had described uh, Gomar... Ren was the one who spent all the time with true. Gomar. That's true. So, I, yeah. don't, I don't... I was not thinking, like, JT was going to recognize Gomar in any sense. Okay. I think that's the good way to, to end the scene. So, our next scene, we have to set up. Yes. 
written ourselves into a corner here. Or not a corner, the opposite of a corner. Into a wide open room where anything could happen. Well, we don't have any new NPCs added. What does it Gomar? Gomar had already gone onto the list because we okay. knew he was going to show up. I'll ask you whether you think we have dealt with the thread of new identity for Cho. Uh, if you think he needs to get like some official hair change and whatnot first. I mean, all he really needs is like a born identity style montage in which he dyes his hair in JT's bathroom sink. That's the only piece left for the disguise because right. Gomar has kind of like taken him on as his grad student. I, yeah, I think so, functionally he has succeeded in that. Okay, so we did manage to knock out a thread then of a new identity for Cho. So that's going to be a whopping... Five experience? Five experience, yeah. JT experience, yeah. Yes, they both get five XP because that was a very short... You know, sometimes the threads are quick, sometimes they're long... We don't have any new threads unless you want to add a thread related to Kurlani. Because you seem to have taken charge of her. You feel like yes. there's something that needs to be dealt with there. Yeah. And it, like, it has to do with droids, even if it's like, from Kurlani's perspective, it's like, the droids are attacking us. JT would probably interpret that like, there's something up with the droids. So, what's up with the droids? Probably people, someone put a restraining bolt on the droids. She was talking bad. about there being no restraints. Yes, well, she's also high out of her mind, so... <laughs> JT will construct a narrative where it's not the droid's fault. Okay, so so that that is a new thread, then. You still need decorations. That's the only thing I need. Everything else has been taken care of. Yeah, all the donors that are still required. That's a separate item. You know, maybe Gomar will be able to help you with decorations. Maybe there's something thematically. You know, I don't, I don't officially have a theme yet. I had yeah. a couple ideas for theme. Maybe you got some people now that you can workshop things off of. You know, archaeology, archaeological dig site was not a suggested theme, but it could be. Like, Gomer, like, mm, that's so grisly. No, that's so <laughs> terrible. On the other hand, you want to show the ravages of war. It's very similar. Yeah, just make the cargo bay into a crypt. Oh, yeah, we went to this creepy dark forest temple. Uh, we'd make it look like that. We need an actual purpose goal for our next scene. We need a purpose goal. Okay. So... From Cho's perspective, the next scene is all about medicine. He needs to treat himself, but also, priority-wise, from Cho's perspective, JT has shown up with somebody who's clearly drugged. Yes, that catches Cho's interest. Yeah, you, right. you've shown up with a patient. Yeah, similar to Gomar sees this guy, just that uh, Cho's a little more proactive. Well, we're not playing that scene now, so I won't. Yeah. I won't go into Cho's uh, response. I, I like that. But so Cho's priority will be. Dealing with get some, the medical issues. Yes, get medical treatment almost all around. JT is in... You were just drained. I don't think you took any wounds. I think that I have one wound I took. Oh, you did that to yourself. That happens. Attacking a droid. Look, I apologize. <laughs> I feel bad about it. But I made sure to get a really nice oil bath and that makes so many things over. Literally. Yes. Joints and everything. Yep. So it may be from GT's perspective, attempting to get some answers to some questions. It's like almost like make sure Cho is okay. Like what's up with Cho? What's up with Cho? What's up with Kurlani? What's going on with all my new friends? Oh hey, I'm GT. Uh, I'm Gomar. Cool, that's really nice. Hey, would it be really weird? Do you like opera? <laughs> A friend of mine is really into Gomar, but I if that's super Not inappropriate. Not all I understand. Gamorans like opera. <laughs> 
Victor, let me sing you my favorite area. He's a cultured Gamoran. He probably does like opera. Okay. So, it sounds like it's going to be a social scene. It is. Of answering questions and treating injuries. Yes. It sounds In like JT's it sounds like it's going to be a uh, take stock type scene. Yeah. I think that's fair. So the goal is to talk about each other's problems. The chaos level. Kind of feel like the chaos level went up, although we got the whole gang together. Why do you think it went up? That's true. You were not seen, but you didn't really get better, so, medically speaking, other than you're not con- you're not unconscious. I didn't get any crits healed, but that was mostly because Gomar wouldn't let me. There is that. We had to get out of that room because something came along. But in terms of... Because you're like, we were forced out of the room. Right. But no stormtroopers actually saw me. And I was actually able to get, like, a completely new cover story. That's true. That's true. Like, all in one scene. And all we had to do was bribe somebody on the way out. Okay. I think that's fair to say then the case. And you have a safe place. The next scene is it's, just recovery. So. It's a recovery scene. Not and, running away from stormtroopers scene. And everybody's all together. So I, I think yeah, okay. the chaos factor went down. So we need to do some rolling. Is that yes. The question is, what does the next scene hold? I've rolled an 8, which is above the chaos factor, which means the next scene is not altered. Huzzah. You've been listening to Cruise Control, set in a Star Wars universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials. Our players were Dan and Jen, and our GM was the Mythic GM Emulator. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. There you can also find our other adventures, including a related story about JT's girlfriend Renzi, our Star Wars Rush Hour trilogy. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you... Stay safe, citizens!